Welcome to KPOV's Critical Conversations podcast, dedicated to featuring unique perspectives, challenging mundane thought, and questioning the norm. Listen at kpov.org, on YouTube, or on your favorite podcast app. Climate catastrophe, white-collar crime and corruption, unwarded fear and anger, gun violence, violence in general, every kind of pollution, lawlessness on the highways and elsewhere. Homelessness, racism, intolerance, diabetes, loneliness, malnutrition, drug use, financial insecurity and poverty, wealth inequality, medical woes, and more. Here in the richest, most powerful country the world has ever seen. So, what in the name of American exceptionalism are we doing here? So says Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, better known as AOC. Welcome to The Point Show, my dear brother from another mother, Redmond City Councilman Clifford Evelyn. Hey, Steve. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Answer me this real quick as a first question. Are there too many people living in denial? In my view, any is too many. Uh, Yes, there's many, many people living in denial. And I can understand why in one sense, but in the other sense, I can't. Uh, we have a lot going on. We're in the we're on a ball of confusion right now, and I remember that song from uh, uh, the Temptations. Where I used to go see them at the Apollo Theater. You know, they were singing that song, "The Ball of Confusion," because there was, a, there was a ball of confusion at that time going on. We had civil rights movement, you know, and and just everything, you know. And so now here we are again with a different type of ball of confusion, and it's like I think overwhelming for many many people, and they are in denial. So they rather not look at it or try to address it, but ignore it. Yeah, it's there's no question about it. So, I'm I'm it's it's kind of uh, difficult to ask you which one you think comes up first in terms of priority, but because of your background, law enforcement, I think it's a good question. Well, yeah, I think it's a good question too because lawlessness. Uh, yeah, I seen that on the list. You know, that caught my attention right away. You know, and we look at corruption, we look at crime, and we look at white collar crime of all things because we're in the midst of that right now, and we're getting we're being able to see it live and in action in, in real time. You know, and um, uh, white collar crime has been going on for many many years. It's been in our country forever, but now it's being exposed and put out in the forefront, you know, and I think it's something that has to be addressed and we cannot allow that to just uh, go away and let it go. We have to address it like any other crime. I think that's been part of the problem is even after we became aware of it, we didn't keep people in check that were at that level of being a white collar criminal or a politician that's a criminal. Yeah, and that's a recipe of being part of the have and the have-nots. You know, we have two criminal justice systems, one for the rich and one for everyone else, you know, and that's the problem. And I think, finally, we're going to get an opportunity, hopefully, to address that issue and and put it out in the forefront and let the world know and let the people of the United States know that everyone's going to live by the same rules and regulations in this country. You know, I'm going to... I'm going to quickly slip in a, a, a disclaimer here. Uh, these are not necessarily the views of KPOV or anybody who works here, but they are our views. And and I just, I, I forgot to mention that at the start of the interview, but it, it is important. And I think it's important that we all have an opinion about this. And I think that that's another part of the problem is we have an epidemic of apathy in our country. Well, you know, I think the fact that um, radio stations and news programs uh, give an opportunity for pe- people to voice their opinions and to talk about 
things that are, that is affecting our country and our cities throughout the United States is a plus. Now, people may not agree with me or whoever is talking on the radio or on television, but the fact of the matter is it brings awareness and it brings that denial to a slimmer uh, line because now you're listening and you're like saying, well, wait a minute, why is that? You know? Well, and I think that that you've been a, a uh, an excellent example of being able to talk to people that disagree with you or be in situations that you would find disagreeable and you still have the wherewithal to stay within the limits and actually converse with people you don't agree with. You know, yes. And, you know, and, and that, that's what it's all about is having discussions, is, is talking to each other, you know, in a, in, a, in a civil manner. And that's the key word here is being civil you know um we have city council meetings and we have uh people that come into the city council meeting and they bring up topics that have nothing to do with uh uh, uh conducting conducting the business of the city but you know we sit and we listen and we receive it you know and um many times uh, i do have something to say but i won't say it because sometimes it's easy to be quiet and just keep moving and focus on what we're really there for and that's what i do and i think that's what led you to become a commander in the Clark County Sheriff Department. Well, you know, respect is a very respect is important. I always tell people having a title is one thing, but you you know, you got to live that title. And just having a title means nothing. You have to have your your troops, the people around you to respect you and and respect what you say. And you got to practice what you preach and you got to walk the walk. And that's what I try to do every day of my life. Leaders should be exemplary. That's really what it boils down exactly. to. They should set the highest possible example that they possibly can. Absolutely. You know, and we have leaders uh, in our city here that try to do that and want to do that and need to do that. And I would encourage them to continue doing that. You know, uh, in those levels of, I guess, being epidemic, I think, as I spoke to a colleague this morning, I think one of the hardest things out there right now is marriage and how you get along with your spouse under these extremely stressful times. Well, I could tell you what, that's a good start, tell you the truth, because that's where it needs to start at is in the home with the family and things like that, you know. And we got to understand, you know, we just came out of a pandemic, and that pandemic had an impact on this country more so than anything that I've known in my lifetime, you know. And so we're, start, we're still recuperating from that pandemic, and we're trying to get back on track. Our kids was affected. Our home lives was affected. Families was broken apart because of it. I mean, it was just a, a mess, you know. So now we have to get back on track. we got to get refocused, and we have to move forward and do, do what we have to do to make things work out. So, you know, another really touchy epidemic is gun violence. And uh, I don't know a lot about the particular story, but uh, there was a threat made in one of the public schools here uh, from one child threatening other child children with murder. And it appears that they're having some difficulty to deal with issues like this. Well, um, you know, I don't know the particular situation that you're talking about, but the fact of the matter is any threat from anybody... Uh, involving gun violence is something to pay attention to. We can't take that lightly, whether it's from a kid, whether it's from an adult or old person, whoever. You know, we need to look into that. Oh, you know, the, the law enforcement needs to look into that and uh, uh, follow through and make sure that uh, if there's nothing there, convince the public that there's nothing there. Yeah, we've seen examples where, sadly, parents have bought guns for their kids 
and apparently the parents didn't have uh, the correct moral compass to instill in those kids what it means to own a gun and shoot one. You, you know, Steve, it's, um, um, that's a touchy situation because I don't even understand that. I mean, that's not something that my family or, I, or anybody in my family would do, you know. But um, I, I know people love their guns, uh, especially in the Central Oregon area and you know, different parts of, of the uh, United States. But we need to pay attention to what we're, what we're putting into our kids' minds and into, in, into their hearts. And gun violence is a reality. Yeah, unfortunately it is. You know, and I think it goes along with a a number of other problems that revolve around adults. And I think uh, too many adults don't really pay attention to their health. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, your health is one of the most important things that you can uh, uh, take care of. Uh, without that, you won't be here eventually. You know? exactly. So um, I think that uh, having a, a, a clear mind and taking care of your body, you know, I think it makes everything better, you know, and there's just a way to do that. Yeah. You know, and I think ultimately what we're what modern science is finding out that the foods that we've eaten for years may actually be affecting our mental capacities. And, you know, I, I'm not a scientist, and I don't know anything about food, but I, I mean, I know about food. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. But, you know, I think it, that's a possibility. You know, all the uh, different things we put in the food to make, make it last longer, grow faster, or whatever, I'm sure it has to have some type of impact on our bodies somehow. You know, I can't prove that because, like I said, I'm not a scientist. I don't claim to be one. Uh, but the fact of the matter, it just makes sense. You know, our bodies are made up of chemicals, and then you put in other chemicals in your body, which causes a chemical reaction in some way shape or form 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 and um we got to be careful who well, i was going to say and i used to laugh about this in the fitness industry uh i listed uh halloween as the beginning of the season of debauchery <laughs> and the, and i always felt sorry for teachers the day after halloween because their kids have been eating food dyes and everything else and yeah. it, it's pretty obvious that in some cases it causes real behavioral problems well, um, well, I hope I don't have one because I can tell you what, I'm a candy man. I, I, I grew up in New York City. We used to go to candy store all the time before school, after school, and I still eat candy. My wife, like, she just trips on me like saying, wow. She says, you eat a lot of candy. I said, I like candy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, but I, I can understand what you're talking about, especially in youth. I mean, young kids, you know, they get, they get candy, they get wired up, you know, and they sneak some out of the bag before they go to school, I'm sure, and throw it in their book bag or whatever, you know. So, you got to be yeah. careful. Well, now that we've talked about some of the lighter subjects, uh, would you like to talk about anything that's heavier on your mind? Such as? Well, there's a number uh, of things that's heavy on my mind right now. Well, and, and you know, the one that, that comes to mind the quickest is uh, homelessness. Yes. And, and I actually made a statement in front of city council, and I am quite proud of, of Rick Russell mm-hmm. and the fact that he's taken the lead to really set an example about how we should be dealing with the homeless. Rick has done an outstanding job in Redmond. Uh, He has safe parking up and running, uh, and it's working perfectly as, as, as we said it would, as he said it would, and we supported him on that, you know, and it's doing really well, and we just uh, broke ground yesterday for Oasis Village, which is the managed camp, you know, uh, east of, uh, in East uh, Redmond, and uh, we're excited about that because now we're starting to address an issue 
that needs to be addressed, and we couldn't let it alone. I tried to push it through last time with the last city council people that was there, and, you know, they put the roadblocks up, you know, but now we are moving forward. We got a good crew, and we're working together, and we're working with all the agencies, Hayden Homes and everyone, you know, to get this thing going, and it's starting to move now, and you will see how this works for this city. And I, ho- I hope that we uh, will be the leader in how to address issues of this uh, nature. No question about it. I think, you know, uh, I think probably most of our listeners are absolutely aware that uh, a large percentage of the people that are homeless are actually working jobs. Yes, they are. You know, and, and that's, the, that's the thing that most people that don't want these things to happen don't know anything about it. They haven't researched it. They haven't asked questions. They come in and they, what they do is they, they give us false information out to other people, you know. But, you know, um, that's not how you solve problems. And that's why I love the city council that I'm working with now because we all think about things. We don't just, like, throw stuff out there, you know. And um, um, we're going to get things done. There's no doubt. I'm very optimistic. We got a good crew, you know, and we're doing things. And so just watch us. Yeah. I, you know, I have to agree living in Redmond. Uh, I actually brought this up at the last city council meeting. They put in a, a stoplight at 35th and Antler mm-hmm. and it, I, because Antler, as I used to call it, Antler Raceway, is in my backyard. I'm so happy that that stop sign was put in. It's amazing how much it slowed down traffic, which is becoming another major issue. And that's how you take care of business. You see a problem, you analyze it, you evaluate it, we talk about it, and then we try to solve it. And that's what we do. Let me tell you something. Um, uh, Keith Wachowski, uh, all the city managers... All the city workers, they've done excellent work for the city of Redmond, and they will continue to do so. And I'm proud of all of them, and I respect all of them. And I know if something comes up, we'll look at it and we'll address it. We get the job done. Yeah, you know, and I I think it's also uh, smart to mention that a lot of those uh, homeless people have kids that are in school. Yes. You know, people don't talk about the kids that much, you know, and I think they don't talk about the kids or they don't bring it to the forefront because, for one, we want to respect the privacy of the kids. Okay. And two, it's just it's it's, um, I don't know. It's it's heartbreaking to know that we have kids that's homeless. You know, we have a lot of kids that's homeless, you know, and we have what they call the couch surfers uh, that go from couch to couch in people's houses and things like that. So, you know, we got a lot going on. So. Uh, but we, we're working on it. We're working on it. Yeah, and uh, you know, I want to mention too that uh, wealth inequality affects kids probably more so than it does adults. Yeah, and that's one of those denial situations because a lot of people, for some reason, do not believe that, and, uh, and that's a fact. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. That is a fact. You know, wealth is uh, a, a precursor or a problem if you don't have it uh, to survival, and with the cost of rents and housing. And thing like that, things like that right now, the kids that grow up in this town are not going to be able to live in this town. And that's shameful. Oh, it is. There's no question. Uh, that level of insecurity is just hard to imagine unless you're actually in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that's kind of interconnected would be drug use. And I, I know that, that uh, the police department's doing everything they can, but p- a big part of the drug use problem is the fact that people have no hope. Well, yeah, uh, many people become um, uh, uh, addicted because they give up hope, you know. Um, but, you know, the drug problem is another one that people try to 
deny is happening, but, you know, we got opiates that's bad. We got fentanyl that now has took over first place as the bad drug, you know, and everyone's looking at the, the things that don't really cause the problem as the problem. But this is the problem, you know, and we have to, and what people need to understand is being addicted is not a crime. It's a health issue, okay? It's an addiction problem. That's a medical problem. That's not like, oh, he's just a drug addict, you know. The drug addict just makes, sounds so derogatory. You know, they're addicted to a drug, and we need to do something about that or help them do something about it. Well, that. it's a cinch that as, as we kind of watch our economy spiral down, mm-hmm. it puts a lot more pressure, hence the marital problems and a lot of the other problems that come along with uh, the uh, the average person losing their temper far quicker than they used to, you know, and it bleeds over into driving and everything else. Right, you know, and, and, and we need to, and see, you have to understand these things in order to address it. You know, people just, they regurgitate what they hear from other people. Like I said, you got to understand it, and then you got to evaluate it. You got to process it, and you got to try to solve it. You know, I and one other thing that I did bring up at the last city council meeting mm. was a statement that uh, Ralph Nader had made at one time. And I'm I know most of our, I'm sure all of our listeners know who Ralph Nader is. Yeah. But he said there will be a convergence of the left and right. And I also stated at that time the devil's in the details. Yeah, you know it. it it, it, that's where the evil always resides is in the details it does you know as long as we continue to tr- try uh, not work with each other you know um, Oasis Village for example you know that's a that's a co- coordination of the city the county the state to get this thing going we have to work together we can't do it alone and we need nonprofits and uh, real estate people and everybody to be involved in this situation to get things going Thank you for listening to KPOV's Critical Conversations podcast. To hear weekly interviews on important topics, please visit kpov.org slash critical conversations and follow KPOV High Desert Community Radio on Facebook, YouTube, and your favorite podcast app.